This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Let's catch up. Taylor. Sam, how are you in such a good mood after this? Are you not, you're not having any Monday blues after both of our teams just kind of SH the bed? It's my job to put a positive spin on this. You always do. You always do. That's what I can provide here. The sunlight is still coming in behind me. And it was not pretty. It was not pretty. I will not lie. But that was, was well, rough. I'm about to tell you one other thing that's not pretty that just came in. And that is that Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins have both tested positive for COVID. They'll be placed on the reserve COVID list. We all know what that means. We have a game on Thursday against the Steelers. So they are going to be with Gus the bus. It looks like. Yes. And, and let, let's, let's be clear. Let's just let's go backwards just for a moment, even though I'm putting the positive face on this entire thing for us. Let's look at what Sunday was. Now, in the divisional round, Titans and Ravens, it was clear there was a problem stopping Derrick Henry. Now, of course, the entire league had a problem stopping Derrick Henry. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily say that as a Baltimore issue. But as that – Given the history, given the fact that they had played them before and – they certainly hadn't forgotten about the game in the 2019 AFC oh. divisional round. You would have thought that they would have come up with a a better solution, a better plan, better play calling. It just didn't seem like they had it. And you know, there was there was a blueprint to stopping the Titans. The Titans before this had lost their last three, three out of four. Um and the Ravens couldn't do it. And I know that there's a lot of injuries on offensive line, defensive line. Um, the Calais, Campbell, Calais Campbell is Calais. A lost. And you'd like to think that in a game where Calais was healthy, that would have been different, certainly in overtime. I can't imagine Derek dragging the entire team into the end zone the way that he did. Let's say this. The divisional round, 195 yards rushing. Then in the rematch on Sunday, 133 yards rushing for Derek Henry. That was unfortunate that was disappointing and of course minus that last run it may have looked a little more manageable it would have but you can't just take away the most important play of the game so the bottom line is 
that play did happen. The Titans knew who to give the ball to in that moment. And again, Derrick Henry wore down the defense through that game. Mm-hmm. It seemed in the first half that the Ravens were clearly the better team. And as that second half dragged on, and certainly into overtime, and again, even offensively, that was also ugly. Now, something I wrote to you that you were not happy at all about yesterday, and I'm not exactly apologizing, but look, in Philadelphia, they're dealing with a quarterback they're not very happy with right now. So certainly, I know all about that, and my family is constantly texting me about the fact that Carson Wentz is leading the league in sacks, leading the league in turnovers, leading the league in interceptions. It has been ugly. Carson Wentz has. We need to we need to hit on the fact that they didn't put Jalen Hurts into the game either. Of course, but let's go to to just to Lamar real quick. Thirty six passing touchdowns a year ago, only fifteen to this point this season. Mm -hmm. There's certainly something different about the offense. There's certainly and, and potentially could it be that Ingram has been in and out of the lineup, which of course now is another problem on Thursday. Yes, it very well could be. And it could be that the league, of course, is, is playing this entire Baltimore offense much differently. Clearly they are. But right. this is just – they call the NFL not for long, and this is the reason. You don't just fool the league again and again and again. And nobody could stop what the Ravens were doing in the regular season last year. Nobody. That running game was unlike any we had ever seen. No, and it was just a more electric team. They were they – were like they were seemed to fire on all cylinders last year and nobody really thought that, you know, they were definitely favored against the Tennessee game. And, and yesterday, just in the last couple games, you know, it just does not seem like they have it. And what's interesting to me is that you see Lamar drive down the field and make it look effortless. And you're wondering why didn't they do that the whole game? Also a huge issue is that you cannot settle for field goals. And that's what we've been having to do. Of course. And then look, it came down. I mean, obviously you need to keep the field goal there at the end when you're running out of time. I mean, that that's what you were expecting in that situation was hoping to take it to overtime, which of course the Ravens did, but the possession in overtime, that was awful. Yeah. you know that, That's where you're hoping that you, you don't, were- they didn't deserve it. Not, quite frankly, Tennessee deserved that win. You're right. Now a Tennessee- team that I think is the most segueing to another team in the AFC, who no. I think is fascinating was our chiefs Raiders game last night. <laughs> okay so we were sitting here essentially virtually watching that game together yeah. and and to watch what happened the swing of emotions in that game over the course of the last two and a half minutes to think that Witten is going to make the play of the game what, a, what an incredible Raiders moment for you him give, Raiders car that that seemingly you can't was, give anybody else you can't give them a play of the game though you've got to give the game to Derek Carr he played, and for John Gruden to come out and publicly say after the game, he played a flawless game. He really did. He had 275 yards passing, three touchdowns. He had three touchdowns in his first win against the Chiefs. He deserved to win that game just as much as anybody else did. Obviously, the Chiefs deserved to win too, and they did win. But Derek Carr played a near-perfect game. He also had a few drop passes, three or four of them, where he put it straight into their hands, and they should have caught that ball. So. Nope. Look, look, you are so right about Derek Carr. And I constantly say this when I watch Derek Carr. It always reminds me that Derek Carr at one point was an MVP candidate in this league. Then he was injured. Then the next season at that point was not exactly the same. And now we're seeing with Gruden tapping into that Derek Carr once again. Because Derek Carr at one point was considered an elite quarterback in this league and certainly could play on par with the likes of, as we've seen for two games now, 
Patrick Mahomes. Clearly, there's something that the Raiders are doing against the Chiefs. Andy Reid, of yeah. course, again, improving after the bye week. He's only got three losses after a bye. I mean, Andy is incredible. But it was really fascinating. The Raiders had them in that position where they had to make four special plays to win that game. And, of course, the Chiefs yeah. made all of them. But I, um, the Raiders have done something. The Raiders, I'm not going to say, have figured something out. This is not the formula against the Chiefs. But – the Raiders have no, they absolutely have. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's they, that they figured something out. You know, of course, when you play a division rival, you play them more than anybody else does. So you get to know the teams better. But I watched the Raiders play the Chargers. And of course, you know how the Chargers bless their hearts, but they always lose in the final moments. Um, but just watching how precise Derek Carr was that game. That's where I became sold and impressed. And just they had won three games straight their three game winning streak obviously came to an end last night, but they're an impressive team. There's still a lot of hope for them. Their last six games are teams with losing records, the jets, the Falcons. That's a playoff team. That's a playoff team for sure. I I, I threw it, you know, I threw it at the wall before the season started. I thought something special in Vegas. I just thought a second year of Carr and Gruden together was going to lead to positive results as we've clearly seen so far this season. And of course that win against the Chiefs, considering they've only got one loss, that's a special win. That's a special victory. These Raiders are clearly headed in the right direction. That is a team that also has beaten the Saints. So mm-hmm. Raiders have clearly got a little something going on this season. And you saw it even in the loss last night. Again, Mahomes had never done. Wasn't that weird when I sent that to you, Taylor, that Mahomes had never done what he did last night? Yeah. Which is for a go-ahead touchdown. With well, under- it was interesting, in too. I, I, it seems it's like when you watch him do it that effortlessly. Oh, it's crazy. 25 yard in a heartbeat, the way they, they put that but game. We see, we see Patrick Mahomes do that all the time. I guess this is the first time that I've seen this, in, at least for a while, that we've seen Derek Carr just do this time and time again, too. The way that he's been leading, driving his team down the field. And I'm not taking away credit from the Chiefs because everybody knows that the Chiefs are the team to beat, the best team in the league right now, most likely. But the fact that the Raiders are going neck and neck, they've now split the series. I don't know which team is better. I, I would say that I would love to see it again. And I, of would course, lo- I would and love of course, to see it again. If the playoffs and neither team led by more than seven points. It, it was a great game. It was a great back and forth the entire way. And again, if the playoffs started today, and from what I understand, they don't. But if they did... They'd you'd be in. Get, yeah, and, and you'd get Raiders Chiefs again. Which yeah, they'd is be in a tiebreaker over the Ravens and Dolphins, I think. Yeah, we all want to see that. And, and that's and that's real special. And just a, a quick nod, by the way, when we look at the playoff picture, and of course so much will change, but we'll just say it while we can. The Browns are a playoff team. I know that's at yeah. the expense of, of the Ravens, but the Browns, nice win over the Eagles. We don't have to get too far into that ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly mess that is Philadelphia, which it is a mess. It's do awful. We wanna, do we want to hit on that? Quickly, let me say one thing, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts. Wentz, 14 interceptions this season. He's had 14 combined the last two seasons. I will say that the offensive line is not helping him tremendously. I actually thought the pick six in the game versus Cleveland was not entirely Wentz's fault. I will say the safety is that that's inexcusable to me, the awareness of that. I mean, when you're hit the way he was before the interception – you know, again, yes, there's some awareness to that, but but you're expecting that you're going to have time to dump it off to Sanders there. The safety, I mean, when you're when you're in the other team's end zone, looking around, there's got to be a sense of urgency there. 
Uh, yeah, and I just I, that there's something missing. I can't put my finger on it. You know, I have cousins that scream at me about the fact that the Eagles should have kept Foles over Wentz. It's not worth going down that road. I don't. I, I don't even agree with that at all. Of course, we will love Foles forever, but Wentz clearly looks like the future of this team, and still does. But something is terribly wrong here, and I don't know that it's it's a lack of weapons. Because it seems that there's a new weapon in Goddard, and then Fulgham is a weapon, and of course everyone thinks Sanders is an incredible weapon. So it seems there are enough playmakers, but something is going on. And 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 again, Kelsey at least has been there every game at center, and of course was injured during the game against Cleveland on Sunday. But something's up, something's up there. And 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 again, when you look at the entire NFC East for as bad as it's playing, it doesn't seem quite as bad because the Eagles, yes, they have three wins, but of course they're on right. a top of Philadelphia, New York, Washington, and Dallas at the moment, at this moment in time, they're on top, but it's bad. Three wins for this team with this schedule, with that quarterback, doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up, and the schedule's not getting And easy. why not just put Jalen in there? At why this- not let him get, why not let him, you know, throw defenses off their, what they're, what they've been studying all week? At least why not just let them, let them take a crack at it. Give Carson a break, you know? <sighs> You'd love to see that, Taylor. And I don't know what you, what you saw in that game yesterday. I mean, clearly, I actually, I mean, what I saw, but you can go this. I mean, I noticed a couple of things about Cleveland. I don't know if you did too, but but tell me what you took away from that. I mean, it was ugly. Yeah. No, I didn't think they looked great either. But at the end of the day, they got it done and they right. continue to get it done. Yeah. Cleveland can run the ball well, clearly. And they get after the quarterback. And those are two things that are going to get you pretty far in this league. But, the, you know, the Eagles have yeah. a Cleveland looks like Cleveland looks their good defense, enough. Their defense looks really good. They could definitely make some improvements on offense, but I always feel like those offensive improvements can kind of come later on in the season once. And I don't know why I, I, I view that as a little bit easier for them to kind of get back on track than I do defenses. I feel like defenses, like you're either healthy or you're not healthy or you're, you're strong there or you're not. And maybe that's just a bad interpretation of it. But I always feel like, you know, obviously Baker, doesn't have OBJ and that's a huge loss, but now he's got a, he's got a little bit of extra time just to develop that chemistry and relationship with some other receivers. Sure. So maybe once they get that going. Yeah. And look at Higgins, Higgins has been a weapon for him. And of course, Jarvis continues to be an outlet and, and they're finding Hooper. I mean, there's a lot that's working well for them in Cleveland. And of course, when you have that, that two headed monster running attack in Chubb and hunt, there's a lot that it opens up and they're but making- from my perspective, just, I totally agree with everything you're saying from my perspective. I'm thinking about it from Doug Peterson's standpoint. It's just kind of like, just put him in, try and win this game. What was happening wasn't working. And, and, and my observation of the Eagles when Hertz is in is simply this. It looks like he's not even allowed in meetings during the week. Hertz runs out on the field and it is as if they have one read and one play. And that is it. And Hertz knows what it is. And the offensive line knows what it is. And the entire defense on the other side knows what it is. And it, and, it, and it never produces anything, and it's not very exciting, and it worked for one play against the Ravens, and that's about it all season. That has been an ugly package, and you continue to hear that, oh, they've got a package for Jalen Hurts. You know what? Return to sender. I'm tired of that package, all right? We don't another one right now. But if you had an entire game plan of Hurts running the entire game the way the Saints And why did, do you think that that is? It looks like they're protecting Carson at the moment. And they want and they, and they want Carson to succeed, which makes sense. You're at your best, seemingly, with Carson playing his best. 
and humming on all cylinders. But he's that. not. He's not. And he's, he's getting. He's the offensive line isn't holding up. He's getting attacked. So just give Carson a break and try and win the game that you're currently in. At this point, you know, th- at this point, three wins. Because you're in. You're in the playoff picture. Yeah, you've got three wins, but you're you're leading the division. It's gross. It's gross. I can't, you let, needed okay. to win that game. Yes, and they didn't. And there's a, and there's they're they're chock full of the we're supposed to win those games. Up seventeen against Washington, mm-hmm. seemingly the game against New York two weeks ago. These are games that you are quote supposed to win. They're not winning supposed to. There's not much that they're supposed to do. All right, quickly before we get to Thursday, Taylor. One thing I want to send everybody to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Right now, Indeed.com, they've got a new way of matching you with candidates instantly and delivering a short list of quality candidates. And these resumes are going to be right on par with what you're looking for. You get a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates right in front of you. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Let them know. Let's catch up. Blue Wire sent you there. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Taylor. Humongous game. We're all very excited for Thanksgiving. We know we will both be snuggled up. We'll be eating plenty, by the way. I'm sure we have to keep track of that, what, what we're eating, because there's going to be a lot of ridiculous. I'll, I'll FaceTime you. It'll be like we're together. It, it will be. I can't wait. And you know what? By the way, French fries should be incorporated into Thanksgiving. Well, I you know, sweet potatoes. So sweet potato casserole does just that one day of the year. I'm okay with sweet okay. potato casserole over French fries. I just think that maybe I, I think throwing them in there is okay. Put some underneath the turkey. You could baste them in there. You know, let them bake in there with. I, I would be okay with that. But off track a little bit. Also important on Thanksgiving. Ravens and Steelers. Taylor, I'm simply going to let you just go here. Just go. Fifteen thirty seconds. Ravens Steelers. I, wow. I mean, this game, I'm not feeling good about it. I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of the Ravens team. I think that the Steelers, I, look, I think that the Steelers haven't been playing fantastic. You know, you, you saw their game this past weekend. Sure. There's definitely room for improvement out there. They can, they're out there to be, uh, to be beat. You know, like there's, there's teams out there that are better than them, but they're just kind of, you know, the, they're this like mystical undefeated team right now. But in terms of these two teams playing against each other, the Steelers just look way, way better than the Ravens. Right now, Chase Claypool scoring a touchdown pretty much every single game since week three. Uh, They've got Chase Claypool. They've got Juju. They've got Ben. I mean, their defense is stacked. They, They... if the Ravens don't have Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, you're taking away their running game, basically. And then Lamar, who who does he have? Mark Andrews? You know, he's not – He's Hollywood is not getting open or Lamar is not throwing the ball to Hollywood. So it's kind of – they're not stretching the field that way. So now you've got Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. It's not been great. And by the way, the, the rapport and the chemistry between Andrews and Lamar this season has been off also. And granted, on Sunday, it, it was good. And again, another touchdown and a near 100-yard game out of Mark Andrews. But it has not been. I mean, they that was an electric duo last season. And again, Hollywood seemingly was trending in the right direction and now has leveled off. So it's there's something certainly to be desired there. And again, Lamar in the first meeting this season, two interceptions against the Steelers. Again, a tight game down to the wire. But this one, this could be the difference. I mean, I would say for the Ravens' season, this game and and the second meeting with the Browns, 
could very well spell their fate for this entire mm-hmm. season. This could also be the signature win on the season for Harbaugh and the Ravens. So as if this game wouldn't be circled, of course it is. Anytime Ravens and Steelers are playing, this is the marquee game. And it is once again. But certainly coming in, it doesn't look great for the Ravens. But you know what? That doesn't really mean much. It doesn't. It doesn't mean much at all. And and as Mike Tomlin says, the Steelers are perfect in only one area as far as he's concerned. And that is, yes, you look at the record with the zero in that column. That's pretty nice. But this is going to take a lot. I mean, bottom line is yay or nay for you here, Taylor. Yay or nay, the Steelers will sweep the Ravens this season. I'm going to say yay. Oh, well, you know. I'm going to say nay. I, I think the Ra- the Ravens know that this could very well be their season in this game. And the Steelers, of course, want to hold on to that one seed. There is only one by this, this year, but there is even a little room. They've even created a little room there. And I just think the Ravens know what it's going to take. On paper, it doesn't look good at all. You're right. You laid it out there. It doesn't look good for so many reasons, including including the, the, the COVID situation heading into Thursday night. But uh, it's it's going to be great. Can't wait. French fries, sweet potatoes. I'm glad you're so optimistic about it. I was last time. Look, I also had the Ravens going into it last time, and it was looking good for a lot of that game. Of course, it did not end that way. All right, before before we get out of here, Taylor, another big one. Yay or nay for Monday Night Football. We got Tom Brady facing the Rams. Uh, This is such a good one. It's it's, it's a really good one. And and for you, I'll simply say, uh, yay or nay, Brady, much like he did in the Super Bowl, We'll find a way to beat McVeigh, Goff, and the Rams on Monday night. Yeah or nay? For the fun of it, I'm just going to – you know, I, I really don't know about this game. This game this game is anyway, been sure. circled on my list, but I'm going to say yay. Okay. Although Brady is one in four um, in the first time that he plays the quarterback that he played in the Super Bowl, the first the first meeting the post. Yeah. yeah, Super Bowl. Uh, I'm still going to say yay. I, okay. I like what the Bucks are doing. I also, I mean, I love this Rams team as well. I think their defense is going to be the difference maker, but I do think that the Bucks are going to somehow find a way to win. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, just for fun. I, yeah, only, only because of, again, I always stick to what I said a long time ago. A long time ago, I said the Bucks would not make the playoffs. They would not win that division. I also said the Rams would return to form. So, so for that, just to hold on to that, I'm I will say that. Yeah, I, I will say nay, and I'll the say four Rams. Though they've had so many um, East Coast oh, games on the road, of course. But 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 for the Rams, this this feels like a game that, that this feels like one that McVeigh's been in the lab on for a while. I, I I'm fascinated to see Arians versus McVeigh, but I'll give the edge here to McVeigh. All right, Taylor, uh, we will catch up again. There's so much on Thanksgiving. We do expect there there needs to be FaceTime. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Stay happy, safe. Happy, Stay happy healthy. Thanksgiving. From earaches to strep tests, there's MinuteClinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. Visit MinuteClinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details.